Welcome to a special edition of the Innovation Agenda with the California Technology Council, where we take a close look at the relationship between government and the climate that supports innovation and entrepreneurship. Now we turn to our host in our Northern California headquarters, Matt Gardner, founder of the California Technology Council. Wow, do we love that new soundtrack. That's Peekaboo by our friends at Big Figment. Check them out at bigfigment.com. CTC has some great events coming up. Check out the calendar at californiatechnology.org and look for upcoming events with CalCISO, the California Business Incubation Alliance, and a couple of our member orientations in Northern and Southern California as well. We also have a number of new benefits that we're excited about, so be sure to check out the job board, our insurance programs, and more at californiatechnology.org slash member benefits. On this episode of the Innovation Agenda, we have a great chance to talk to the new co-chairman of the bicameral, bipartisan California Tech Caucus, Mr. Evan Lowe, whose district touches San Jose, Campbell, Cupertino, and more. But first, here's a quick word from Office Depot. Leading a startup team? Hi, this is Janet McTaggart with Office Depot. Whether you're delivering a sugar rush, stocking coffee, or setting up a regular delivery of snacks, Office Depot has solutions that fit every startup culture. From getting those first business cards and stationery to ordering fleece pullovers with your new logo, Office Depot can help. Learn about how Office Depot and the California Technology Council have partnered to bring you savings on all these startup essentials and more at californiatechnology.org forward slash member benefits. Okay, thanks, Janet. Now let's turn our attention to Assemblymember Evan Lowe. We recorded this interview just a few days ago as the new Technology Caucus was getting its business underway for the 2016 season. We hope you enjoy this episode of the Innovation Agenda. On this episode of the Innovation Agenda, we're speaking with Evan Lowe, an assembly member from Silicon Valley and co-chair of California Assembly's new Technology Caucus. Mr. Lowe, thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. So can we start with the origin of this tech caucus? It's, uh, it's possibly ironic that as the world's headquarters of technology that this tech caucus is a new thing. Can you tell us about how it got started? Sure, absolutely. Uh, well, as uh, you may know, the district that I represent is San Jose Silicon Valley, and we are the home of innovation, not only in the region, but also as a state. California is known as the place of technology and innovation. And as such, it was a priority for me to ensure that we remain competitive as a state and that we continue to foster innovation. It's well known that we are not only competing domestically with other states, uh, but we are in a globalized world now. And it's important that we have policies and that we also have legislators who reflect the communities effectively to ensure that we have the environment and the framework in the state of California to make sure that we have high-paying jobs, skills, workforce, and continue to foster uh, innovations as such. And so uh, we continue to engage in thoughtful dialogue, and the thought behind the Tech Caucus was to create an opportunity for a member-driven uh, collaboration of thoughtful leaders to be able to um, pursue their individual passions, but also continue to foster uh, additional conversations as it relates to legislation. And so within the framework of this Technology and Innovation Caucus, uh, we are now 29 members strong and bipartisan, bicameral, 
to continue to talk about the issues that are important to the state. So it sounds like uh, one of the things that you could do with this is, is even provide a, a forum for some basic education about what the critical issues are. Is it, are you starting from there? Absolutely. It's laying the foundation and continuing to build upon that. Uh, oftentimes, uh, the view of government it, from the tech sector was such that just get out of our way. And oftentimes we are here uh, comments like overregulation. But I want to be very clear, this tech caucus is member-driven. Uh, this is by no means a rubber stamp for the technology and innovation sector. Rather, it's an opportunity to educate fellow colleagues on what technology and innovation uh, means, uh, but also to continue to identify uh, the next uh, innovation sectors. Uh, we all know that the tech and innovation sectors are not monolithic, and so many members are specifically focused on the shared economy. Some of them have background in renewable energy and uh, focused on areas of privacy, whether or not it would be talking about public safety or drones. So there's a lot of different conversations related to this issue, and a number of us are also interested in the innovation economy with relation to the biotech sphere. So there's a lot of conversation about STEM and focused on the innovation and investment areas. So we're continuing to be excited about these conversations. Yeah, so, I mean, you touched on a, uh, one of the more exciting uh, elements of this, which, of course, uh, kind of fits our worldview as well, that technology isn't just an industry, it's also an enabler of all industries. So how do you approach that as a, as a new caucus, where you obviously could be underpinning the work of lots of the other uh, uh, committee efforts in the Assembly and the Senate on issues that touch technology or the workforce or the economy that is impacted by technology? Absolutely. Well, you know, I think we need to start first in terms of laying the foundation in terms of education for members. Uh, I had a bill related to transportation network companies, uh, Uber, Lyft, and a number of other companies. And as I was advocating in support to a particular legislator, uh, the question back to me was, can you tell me what Uber is? And it demonstrated to me that we had uh, uh, an educational component which was important in terms of identifying ways to um, continue to connect the dots with legislators and their staff, first and foremost, before going into talking about the policy areas. Uh, in addition, uh, when we launched this Technology and Innovation Caucus, one of the groups in particular that was interested in this caucus was the ag uh, industry uh, because there is a lot of technology in the usage of water and how we uh, focus on many of fruits and vegetables, a number of different areas too. So that's part of the conversation. Of course, the other component is talking about how do we have conversations with state agencies uh, when uh, Technology companies approach us about automated and driverless vehicles and having conversations with the DMV. Oftentimes, these agencies don't have anything in statute. And so how does the conversation occur when there is not a sense from either the governor's office or the legislature as to laying the framework for the future? And so that's part of the conversation, to be able to convene stakeholders about what technologies are pending and what technologies are coming in the future, and then how can we, again, provide the framework to allow for many of these technologies to thrive? Well, you've touched on a, a few interesting 
applications. You've talked about ag tech and, and drones, and, and obviously there are so many angles uh, at which you could kind of, uh, you know, incorporate emerging industries in California and talk to some of California's leaders. Are you starting with an agenda, or are you still in the process of building that with all of the, the members that have joined the caucus? Well, we've, ha we've had a number of uh, members, again, who have a personal experience in this area. We have one, a member who has a master's in AI. We have a number of engineers. Uh, we have a, a scientist that's members of our caucus. Um, so what we hope to be able to do is, first and foremost, identify a, a small handful of pieces of legislation that we want to support. We also want to identify a number of pieces of legislation that we want to help strengthen. And in addition, we know that it's not just the Silicon Valley, uh, where I come from, but it's also places like Silicon Beach, uh, where in Southern California there's uh, continued growth in these sectors, or whether or not it's in the biotech sphere, as you well know, in San Diego or in South San Francisco or in San Francisco itself. So the state of California is rich in its innovation and it's rich in its human resources. So we will be continuing to do site visits to medical manufacturers. We will be going to other areas and understanding shared economy. Uh, so there's continued conversations uh, as it relates to the areas that we're working on. Uh, but I also want to make a point that a number of state agencies, uh, including the UC and CU, CSU systems that have reached out to us to engage in conversations about how we can continue to use educational institutions to continue and foster that type of innovation and public-private partnerships. Well, you've touched on a great one there. It, it just so happens that uh, the California Technology Council launched its talent initiative yesterday. And one of the main areas of focus for us in our talent program is cybersecurity. So let me give you a couple of, of stats that are of concern to us. Mm -hmm. Last year, there were about 260,000 cybersecurity jobs open across the country, and about 60,000 of those went unfilled. Now, I'm rounding off. The numbers were obviously a little more uneven than that, but that's an alarming number. So you've touched on the workforce. Do, do you think that we have a good handle on ways that we can better capture all the investment and growth opportunities that California might gain if we uh, are able to mobilize the resources better? Absolutely. What, what, what we know is this, the pr private sector is already engaged in these types of technologies in which the state is behind. And we know that private sector uh, communities in particular are able to implement uh, effectively many of these technologies. And so when we talk about cloud computing or the state of California and how we uh, are using or, or not using to the best of abilities uh, cloud technologies, that's what's important. We also know that uh, in relation to cybersecurity, uh, this is a very important factor. When you see private sector uh, uh, organizations uh, becoming victims to cybersecurity attacks, we know that the state of California equally it will be vulnerable to such endeavors. So the conversations need to occur. When we talk about UX or UI, the user experience in navigating through state agencies and the website, that's a continued conversation that we continue to have. So what we think is important is to be able to talk about areas of procurement and convening stakeholders, public and private, together to say how, what, we, what are the best practices that we see 
in private sector, what do we know that is already occurring in terms of the consumer? Because the consumer is already using these technologies, and so we need to ensure that the state equally is up to par and up to date on these technologies in a way that, number one, effectively uh, uses and implements the technologies, but at the same time protects the public interest. So, Mr. Law, you mentioned that obviously you've got to have a focus on the entire state, and you emphasized a couple of the great strengths of uh, Southern California's innovation communities. Your co-chair in this is Ian Calderon from uh, the LA Basin. Can you talk a little bit about uh, what you're seeing coming out of your colleagues in Southern California, and are those issues the same, or are they different in some way? We are a very diverse state, and there are a lot of commonalities between these areas. Uh, when we talk about uh, conversations with industry or trade groups, we have uh, CompTIA, we have the Silicon Valley Leadership Group, we have the Internet Association, we have TechNet, we have California Life Sciences Association, we have a number of different, uh, including CTC, we have a number of different entities that uh, continue to help convene stakeholders in advocating in the best interest of California uh, while using innovation. So we know that there are different pockets of areas that uh, have various industries. So again, when you talk about uh, Southern California, uh, perhaps in the biotech sphere, San Diego is a thriving community. When you talk about uh, Los Angeles and, and the innovations in Hollywood, uh, when you talk about the Central Valley and seeing technology and innovation in the agricultural community, when you see San Francisco, Silicon Valley in the shared economy uh, and in manufacturing in uh, microchips, there's so much that we continue to see. So what we continue to do is travel throughout the state, empowering members to continue to have conversations within their local communities, to making sure that at the state capital level we see it at a very uh, bird's eye level view to continue to provide the framework in which we can implement effectively these types of technologies. We know that government oftentimes is slow at catching up with technology, uh, so it is our duty to ensure that we can identify the technologies that work, uh, but again, protect the best interest of the consumer. So, you know, another uh element that you've touched upon a couple of times is, is sort of the nature of the way that we work and how it's changed. Uh, one of the uh, nonprofits that we've partnered with a number of times on uh, looking into this is a group called Joint Venture Silicon Valley, and they've done studies on the kind of the way that the freelance economy has changed people's own ability to stay connected to an employer for life, which of course is uh, not much of a factor anymore. So when you look at the kind of freelance economy, do you think it's well understood how we've got to help people understand when they're getting into a career path that their own ability to be self-empowered and self-driven, to stay on training and re-education, uh, to be able to learn software development on the fly, and those kinds of skills will keep you uh, able to move and, and really empower yourself again in, in an economy that's totally changed from a decade ago. Uh, ongoing education is, of course, critical. I think, again, when we talk about innovation, uh, it's very complex. That's why so much of the conversation in higher education, in which I sit on the Assembly Committee on Higher Education, we very much focus on areas of STEM. 
But what I think is also important to this point that you're making is we need to make sure that we have an economy that works for everybody. And so when we talk about the tech and innovation sectors and in terms of education, we need to make sure that uh, it serves everybody. So we need to ensure that rank and file, we see women in positions of leadership, African-Americans, Latinos, everybody. Uh, so it takes a very focused effort to your point in terms of ongoing education and how do we ensure that we have the strength of the diversity in the state of California to be able to have the skill sets that are so important for the workforce uh, that is required uh, in the pipeline of the state. Uh, and so when I've had conversations with a number of these um, Fortune 500 companies, part of the major issue and the challenge that they face is ensuring that we have the necessary workforce and the pipeline to continue on the type of innovation uh, because that's a key component as we are competing in a globalized society. So, Mr. Law, the, the California Technology Council is about to put out a, uh, a brief white paper looking closely at the multinational presence uh, in California, in particular of innovation centers. One of the risks we found in doing this analysis was uh, based on what has happened to Toyota in California and its decision to move headquarters and manufacturing out of both LA and the Bay Area to Texas what's left of Toyota in, in the Bay Area, the design center with about 39 employees, and this is down from 25,000 employees in their total footprint prior to this. So do you think that we have yet come to understand what the risk is of being the world's kind of innovation center, but possibly not having the general employment that we need to help make sure that everyone in the state is participating? Uh, certainly, I think that is well known and recognized by many individuals leaving the state of California. It's important that we continue to maintain our level of competitiveness. Look, we all know that uh, we are competing with other states. Other states are rolling out the red carpet as it relates to tax incentives, uh, a lower tax rate. Uh, but of course, when you think about some of these states, and an individual says, hmm, do I want to live in the state of California or do I want to live there? California has much to offer, uh, whether or not it's our weather, uh, whether or not it's the human resources or the financial resources. Let's be clear. Uh, the state of California has more venture capital than any other region in the nation, that's, and that's continuing to grow. Uh, we see continued uh, success as it relates to our economic competitiveness with human capital. We have more uh, states, uh, uh, institutions of education to continue to uh, have individuals in working in these companies, uh, but we can't rest on our laurels and we can't be complacent. So part of the conversation we're having with our Tech and Innovation Caucus is how do we maintain our level of competitiveness? Uh, we know that we're constantly competing. With relation to the bottom line for some companies, that's a decision that they will make. At the same time, we can also highlight equally the counterpoint, which is we continue to see other companies continue to grow. And in fact, in my region, there's not even enough land uh, there's not enough brick-and-mortar uh, uh, locations to even have these companies and have employees be working. Uh, you can see continued growth in many of these different areas. But again, part of the conversation is how do we identify some of the reasons as to uh, some of these companies leaving. Uh, some of them we can have control over, some of them we can't. Um, but we want to make sure that we have an environment that works for everyone. And we will continue to engage in conversations as it relates to legislation, 
and we will also engage in conversations as it relates to potentially some of the red tape. And that's where the oversight capacity of the state legislature comes into play. Uh, oftentimes, companies say it takes a long time to do business or to get approvals in the state of California and or to expand. We want to make sure that we uh, continue to look at the efficiencies in state agencies and provide the oversight that is required so that we can make the necessary adjustments in making sure that we maintain a competitive advantage. So what has caught you off guard at this point, Mr. Lowe, in, in being the co-chair of a brand new caucus with such exciting territory to play in? Is there, uh, is there a particular issue that has surprised you about this or uh, just the process of setting up something new? Well, I think what's most surprising is we started off with a small handful of legislators, bipartisan, bicameral, and uh, to where we are today, in which we are 29 members strong. Uh, colleagues come up to me on a regular basis now, indicating to me a area of interest related to uh, a, a piece of legislation that they want to run by uh, the caucus, uh, which is to say, they had some ideas on uh, legislation that they are interested in pursuing, and they said, well, I want to run this by the caucus, and I want to know what folks think about it. Uh, what is equally uh, uh, shocking to me is the amount of information that's out there. Uh, this is just the surface of where we can be as a state, and when you talk about the areas that the Cal state of California focuses on, whether or not it's public safety, there is a technology and innovation lens to public safety. And when we talk about banking and finance, there is a technology and innovation lens to that sector. Uh, higher education, you name it, uh, every single uh, sector has a lens and a connection to technology and innovation, which leads us to believe that there is potential opportunity and growth as we continue the conversation on how we remain a competitive place in the state of California, but we also want to create the framework where companies can not only be here, but also see themselves expanding. Last question for you. We also happen to operate the State Incubator Association called the, the California Business Incubation Alliance. And in the last few years, the, the number of incubators just at the University of California, for example, as a starting point, uh, has tremendously proliferated. Uh, that's, of course, supporting a, a startup landscape that's in California, the second to none in the world. Uh, do you think that uh, people have made the connection to uh, not just our great kind of research excellence at the University of California, but the presence of the federal labs, uh, the independent nonprofit research institutes, and the, the other parts of the ecosystem that all contribute to the, the fabric that, that produces all these startups? Absolutely. Incubation and startups has been a focal point in this region uh, of Silicon Valley, but also in the state. Uh, and we have, since the uh, launching of our Tech and Innovation Caucus, uh, a number of federal officials have contacted us asking to connect us to this region to see how the federal government can also assist in this endeavor, uh, which is very promising. Uh, Cabinet-level secretaries, uh, and their uh, uh, colleagues have asked to continue conversation about how we can be competitive as a nation um, because we see Silicon Valley's popping up not only throughout the state of California, but in the nation. I also want to mention that 
given the geography of the state of California, I will tell you that a number of investors from the Asia-Pacific Rim have indicated interest in investing in incubators and in these types of technologies, potentially given some of the economic uncertainty and political uncertainty in the Asia-Pacific Rim. Many uh, investors and business leaders have uh, indicated an interest in investing in the state of California uh, because they want to diversify their portfolio, but be also because they want to be part of a growing economy. So that is uh, a very uh, hopeful uh, and promising aspect for us as a state of California. All in a day's work, right? <laughs> there, we, as I mentioned, this is just the surface. And as we begin to lay the foundation, uh, we're hopeful that we can partner uh, with um, industry leaders and in helping to strengthen uh, the uh, state of California. But again, to making sure that we have a state that works for everyone. Well, this has been a few minutes with Evan Lowe, Assembly Member for Silicon Valley, and also very important to the California Technology Council, the co-chair of the state's new technology caucus. Mr. Lowe, thanks again for your time today. Much appreciated, Matt. Thank you very much for your work as well. Well, thanks again for joining us on this episode of the Innovation Agenda. We have some great podcasts coming up with leaders in incubation acceleration, as well as an in-depth look at the global regulatory environment for the Internet. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time. The Innovation Agenda is produced in Northern California by the California Technology Council.